Hello and welcome back to the European show. This is episode 18 and we're back after a tiny break um, to look back at the football where a lot of actual important things have happened and to join me we will now look at Serie A where we'll first look at the title race as Juventus are now four points behind Inter Milan. The week behind, the weekend before last Inter had lost ground on Inter when they, uh, Juventus had lost ground on Inter when they drew 1-1 with um, Empoli and Inter beat Fiorentina and then this weekend we had the big derby between Inter and Juventus and Juventus did all right but it was an own goal which is the difference between the two of them um, in the seventh, in the 37th minute Federico Gatti scored an own goal and Inter sort of went out to win 1-0 against to extend their lead at the top of the table to four points so Obviously, we're not going to re- call it off. Inter have won the league, but obviously, it's a very big step towards Inter, and they do look like quite convincingly the strongest team in Italy um, this season. But on the other hand, we obviously spoke about last time Jose Mourinho being sacked by Roma and being replaced by Daniele De Rossi. De Rossi's first game in charge was a 2 1 win against Hellas Verona. You would think, okay, maybe you know, just you manage to bounce to get humbled the next game. Um, against Salernitana, they then beat them 2 1. Um, it's, Juventus have now changed formation. They're no longer playing with this three at the back that was quite common under Mourinho. Um, so they are. So they beat Salernitana and then they played Cagliari uh, last weekend and won 4 0. So. Three games on the bounce is obviously very good. Uh, the biggest test for Roma, though, will be at the weekend when they host Inter. Obviously, as we said, Inter at the top of the league. Uh, in the Champions League, which returns next week, we have Inter play Atletico Madrid and Lazio play Bayern Munich. With the state that Lazio are in, Bayern are probably, gonna, are probably going to win. Um, but obviously Inter versus Atletico Madrid is a lot closer of a tie but is it and then the other Italian team in the Champions League is Napoli versus Barcelona obviously we've spoken a lot about Barcelona um, but obviously Napoli on the other hand are quite poor themselves this season (laughs) so it's really just going to be maybe not the highest of quality of a game um, and in my opinion, I don't really think I could like pick a winner because they're both terrible. <laughs> so now we'll look at the Bundesliga where, similar to Spain, we have a massive game in terms of the title race uh, this weekend. Um, but to set the picture up, two weeks ago, Leverkusen played Borussia Mönchengladbach and for the first time this season they failed to score as they drew 0-0 with Borussia Mönchengladbach. In the same weekend... Bayern Munich, despite being terrible, won 3-2 against Augsburg with VAR helping them several times. And then the weekend after we had Borussia Mönchengladbach travelling to Bayern Munich and you think, okay, can they do it again? They nearly do as they take the lead in the first half and then they kind of had a mini collapse right at the end for Bayern to equalise. And then they continue to hold Bayern out but then kind of a stupid decision by the Gladbach goalie allowed um, Bayern to score 
and then they ended up winning the game 3-1. So what this does is it sets up this game against Bayer Leverkusen at the weekend nicely as Leverkusen is two points behind or two points ahead of Bayern and Leverkusen is still unbeaten. So this game is, is really going to say a lot. If if Leverkusen win, they go five points clear and then you're kind of like, okay, this may happen now because Leverkusen have not been anything like the Leverkusen of old and have not been anything like Borussia Dortmund last year. They just seem to win games somehow. And yes, they may are, they are missing one of their centre-backs. They're also missing Victor Boniface. But they seem to be doing okay. And this will be a big decider because also it's the mental aspect of it as well. If Leverkusen can land a bow on Bayern, then it's going to affect Bayern, a Bayern team that currently is not in a good position either. Whereas for Leverkusen, if they get beaten, it may knock them back a bit because you look at the fixture list, obviously there are a couple of games at the back end of the season where you think Bayern could drop points as well as the game against Leipzig. But the way both of these teams have been going at, it's very, very hard to catch up uh it's something like Bayern Munich have got the fifth best start ever or for the to a Bundesliga season the first time this has happened since Pep Guardiola which tells you everything you need to know but they're second because of how good this Leverkusen team is so obviously the hater in me wants Bayern to lose and with the fact the way that Bayern have been playing as well has not been convincing at all since they've came back from the winter break. And you and you've always what's been missing is they've been not been playing well against these bad teams. Yeah, they got punished against Bremen, but they've they have not they've adopted the Dortmund personality of this season of winning games despite playing quite poorly. And they've relied heavily on well, Harry Kane and Leroy Sane. So it, this game against Leverkusen will really tell you everything you need to know about this Bayern team um, obviously if, if you're interested in Dortmund they did draw to Heidenheim to fit the bill which means they have not they've only taken two points off of Heidenheim um, this season it just shows you the state that Dortmund are in and they play Freiburg which probably won't win either um, so kind of related to the Leverkusen game was Leverkusen's Pokal game against Stuttgart they won 3-2 with another late goal from Jonathan Tarr. Obviously, you can make the argument that heading into this buying game, Leverkusen are going to be tired. You know, they've played 90 minutes in a grueling game against Stuttgart. Um, for me, I think this is probably going to do the opposite because in the first half of this game against Stuttgart, Leverkusen were quite poor. Stuttgart ruled over them and they really took it to them. And I think... It's better for Leverkusen to have made those mistakes against Stuttgart. Yeah, they may get knocked out of the Pokal, but it's better for them to make those mistakes then and learn from them then than playing against Bayern Munich and making as critical mistakes that could potentially be costly later down the line in the title race. So I think you're you're coming up against this Leverkusen team who have confidence in themselves, obviously have learned from the fuck-ups they did against Stuttgart, but I'm not going to say Leverkusen are going to win because every time I do hype a team up, Bayern win. So I'm just going to say no one's going to win. And we're just going to be business as usual heading into next week. Um, the other Pokal game saw didn't actually happen. 
because Borussia Mönchengladbach's game against Saarbrücken was called off because of a waterlogged pitch at Saarbrücken as the pitch has no drainage. So it, we will wait to see who is the next team to join Fortuna Dusseldorf, Kaiserslautern and Bayer Leverkusen in the DFB Pokal. Finally with Germany, Schalke, one of the biggest teams in the in the country and things are going from bad to worse for them. They're currently just outside the relegation zone in the second division, um, which is already bad, but it could be worse if they get relegated as Schalke currently have a lot of debt and if they get relegated to the sec- to the third division, they won't be able to obtain a license because of the financial restraints to stop clubs going bust halfway through a season in the third division uh, because there's not as much money available. So that would mean Schalke would get relegated to the regional league, which in Germany is the fourth division and classed as amateur football. On top of this, they would also have no players because the players' contracts wouldn't be valid. They have no manager. They have no sporting director. They won't really have a team. And on top of all the other debt, which they won't be able to pay off unless they have some miraculous business deal that sees someone acquire 49% of the club that can write off the debt. Um, it, it's, it's, class, it's been said that the Schalke that everyone knows now would be dead and it would no longer exist, um, which obviously is quite significant, especially considering the fact that Schalke are one of the biggest clubs in Germany and play in a 60,000-seater arena. So now we will have our break, and then we'll be back with everything else. Welcome back from our break. We have taken a bit of a, a different route this time for our um, anthem. 10 out of 10. Anyway, another team we like to shit on is PSG. So, Liga. Yeah, uh, we had two. They played Brest twice in two weeks. Well, not in two weeks. They've played Brest twice in, in the period since we've had our... Um, last episode, Brest were obviously one of the more surprised teams in Liga. They currently sit third, but they were able to draw 2-2 with PSG in Paris. Um, so that allowed Nice to leapfrog them and cut the gap to eight points. Um, didn't really do a lot. Um, PSG then beat Strasbourg um, the weekend after and Nice drew to Brest again. So then we had uh, the Coupe de France in midweek where PSG played Brest again and 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 beat them this time 3-1. It was quite a, a convincing performance this time. Then the other Coupe de France games saw Strasbourg beat Le Havre 3-1, Rennes beat um, Sochaux 6-1, Lyon beat Lille 2-1. Um, we have Rouen versus Monaco this evening. We'll probably know the result. We obviously, last time we spoke about this, we, we spoke about two teams that were quite low down the pyramid in France. Um, Le Puy and Saint-Priest. 
Sempriest lost 2-1 to Valenciennes um, with an 80th minute goal. Uh, well, Valenciennes Valencien in Ligue 2. But Le Puy, they beat Lavelle 2-1 with a 95th minute winner to send them into the quarterfinals of the Coupe de France where they could potentially play the likes of either a PSG or a Lyon which although a, a upset is unlikely obviously the fact that they could play in such a stadium is obviously a big big dream come true for those type of players especially Lyon um, elsewhere in Belgium we mentioned about um, Brussels derby between Anderlecht and Union Saint-Laurent, it ended 2-2. Thorgan Hazard scoring in the 92nd minute to rescue a point for Anderlecht. A week later, we also had another Brussels derby between Saint-Laurent and Molenbeek, which Saint-Laurent won. Um, Anderlecht then drew against Mecklen. And then the weekend after, we had Genk versus Saint-Laurent, which Saint-Laurent won again. And then Anderlecht beat Ghent. So what that means is Union Saint-Laurent are now 10 points ahead of Anderlecht. Um, who are seven points clear of Club Bruges. Finally, yeah, finally, PSV have are still unbeaten, but they have drew again after they drew with Ajax of all teams, um, 1-1. We saw Jordan Henderson make his debut for Ajax here. PSV are still top of the table, 10-point leader for Feyenoord, while Ajax are 11 points behind Feyenoord um, in fifth position. So that is it for today. Thank you for listening. If you wonder where Nick was, he forgot to press record. So that's why he just disappeared for the rest of this. So thank you for listening. Please like us, follow us, subscribe, and we'll be back next week. (music) 